It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How have the Carolina Panthers looked so far in training camp? We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me over on Twitter to get those questions in for tomorrow's weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Get them in. Get the questions in. Excited to answer those questions as we are one week into training camp last night. Was FanFest over at Bank of America Stadium. Hopefully everyone had a good time out there. And this weekend, they'll continue to work towards next week as they have a challenge against the New York Jets for two days of joint practices. And I think that will be very fun and very enlightening for the Carolina Panthers to find out what they have on that roster heading into the first week of the preseason and, of course, into the 2023 season. Now, I tell you all that I'm here in Charlotte doing the podcast on a daily basis, working my day job. So I'm not able to get down to Spartanburg like I would like to and have boots on the ground to talk about this team as, you know, as enlightened as possible. But that's why I talk to people. And I also have people come on the show who have been down there. We had Mike K before. We've had Joe Person. We've had plenty of the folks that you know and love very well. Maybe you don't love them. I don't know. But, you know, the people that you're aware of that cover the team over there on the Twitter sphere, giving you the updates on, ooh, Hayden Hurst, great catch. Wow, Kobe Jones really looking like a standout so far during training camp. Other random player you've never heard of, hey, maybe they have a chance to make the team. You know, it's that time of the year, play-by-play Twitter at NFL Training Camp going on right now. Or I guess it's play-by-play X going on right now across the NFL. So we're going to bring on someone who's participated in that, and that someone is Nick Carboni, the sports director over at WCNC. You may check him and I out on Sunday evenings following Panthers games as we break down what happens, and I'm very happy to do that. So go ahead and check him out over on Twitter at Nick Carboni, WCNC. Does a great job for your local NBC affiliate covering the Carolina Panthers and all things Charlotte sports. So he's going to be on with us on the show today to let me know what he's seen and to try and uh, confirm some of the thoughts that I've shared here on the show or maybe to let me know that actually, Julian, you're wrong. So we'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we get there, y'all, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. And once you do, just make sure to add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience 
experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here on Locked On Panthers. And as promised, Nick Carboni, he is the sports director over at WCNC, your NBC affiliate here in the Charlotte area. And me and him also have a lot of conversations with the Carolina Panthers throughout the season on WCNC. So check that out anytime. And also check out their YouTube channel as you can find those full conversations there. He has been down in Spartanburg, but he's escaped the heat as we're talking Wednesday afternoon ahead of FanFest at Bank of America Stadium on Wednesday night. Nick, how are you doing? I'm good. It's actually somehow hotter in Charlotte, a point that Brad Panovich likes to make every time I toss back to him from sweaty Spartanburg. And to be honest, like the first two days of practice were some of the hottest I've ever covered. And then Tuesday's practice, the one right before FanFest was like the most pleasant day you could imagine. So it's been a roller coaster. Was it because it was a shorter practice or was it actually a pleasant weather day? It was the humidity cut out. It was like, whoa, what is this? So I'm sure like, you know, it's fan fest, so I just assume rain. You know, it's just oh. gonna happen. We're gonna get dunked on by Mother Nature, like right around practice time. But after seven or eight years, you become more prepared for it. Yeah, well, hopefully that will not be the case. And I guess once people listen to this, it would have already been the case or not been the case. But either way, you know, the whole lovely recording podcast and then putting about a different day. But let's talk about training camp, everything that you've seen so far. I try to do my best. I'm from my comfy air-conditioned apartment here in Charlotte to break down what's going on in Spartanburg without being there. That's why I get guys like you to come in and let me know what's been happening. So early training camp thoughts through about a week of practices. What has stood out to you overall with Frank Reich, his new staff, in this new Carolina Panthers era where the vibes, they're good. Yeah, the vibes are good. I think, you know, I'll start with the fans. Um, I kind of expect big crowds over the couple of weeks of training camp and did heading in because of the excitement that somebody new is the head coach and it's Frank Reich, the first quarterback in team history, double up on that. People are excited about him as a coach. Obviously you have the number one overall pick in Bryce Young. He brings some kind of star power, some, a bit of celebrity, uh, obviously a lot of anticipation and expectations. And then you fast forward to next week and the Jets and Aaron Rodgers are going to be here. So all of that combined, I figured it'd be kind of a, a buzzy camp and it has been so far. Um, so that has stood out. And then, you know, building off of what you kind of mentioned with Frank Reich at training camp, a couple of the players have told us, like, this is really efficient. This works well for the players. Uh, we are getting our work done. We're getting off the field and out of the heat. The instruction that we're receiving during that practice time, uh, is, I mean, the practice is packed full of lessons, things to be learned, coaching, 
so you do see really don't see a lot of wasted time on the practice field at all or wasted energy from the head coach Frank Reich and I think that spills over to everybody else so that's what stood out obviously I'm sure we'll get into you know what has stood out about Bryce Young and some of the other players that we've you know had an opportunity to watch this training camp yeah, well, let's talk about Bryce Young. He is, of course, the number one overall pick. He's expected to be the franchise quarterback. I appreciated Frank Reich not wasting anyone's time and coming out last week and saying, yes, he's QB1. Simply, that's all you need to do. It did not need to be any fanfare. Now, that's already been the case since June when he yeah. let Bryce be the number one quarterback going into mandatory minicamp. And Darren Gann actually corrected me. He said, actually, it's been since March 10th when the Panthers traded up to get Bryce Young at number one overall. He's had some ups and downs just from afar. I've seen he's throwing an interception and four straight practices dating back to, I think, last Thursday. And he's also made some really good connections with guys like DJ Chark and was pretty efficient from everything I read in the red zone. What have been the overall takeaways that you've seen from Bryce Young as you've been down there in Spartanburg? Yeah, overall, I think he has had a positive camp. I mean, it depends on how you approach it. If you expect the number one overall pick and, you know, rookie quarterback incoming face of the franchise to have a spotless training camp, I guess you're disappointed. But if you understand the league and the context around it, you know that dudes just don't step in here and play mistake-free football right off the bat. So, yes, there have been a string of practices with interceptions. He hasn't thrown his last of training camp. He hasn't thrown his last in a Panthers uniform. They're going to happen. But I think what you're seeing is him learning from each mistake, uh, identifying what went wrong and not carrying it over into the next drill. I mean, every time he's thrown one, watch the next period. He's almost perfect. That happened on Monday. He threw a pick under pressure, shouldn't have thrown the ball. Frankie Luby was right, Frankie Lubu was right there to snag it. After that, Bryce Young was damn near perfect and uncorked a beautiful deep ball, perfectly placed to G to DJ Chark. And that's obviously been a, a fun camp connection to talk about so far. So I think his response to the turnovers, I think his knowledge of why they're happening, what not to do again, and his command of the offense, um, you know, is promising. He's not going to be a master of the craft in year one or year two. I mean, that takes a while to have a season you see with like 35 touchdowns and five or fewer picks, that's not yeah. going to happen right away. They're probably going to be in the double digits, but you know, he might have 25 touchdown passes to go along with it. And I think also it's been talked about before. This isn't a number one pick who comes to a dreadful team. This is a team capable of winning, albeit a bad division, but it's a team that's got some juice. And really, I think with this coaching staff, they're going to put Bryce Young as best they can in a position for him to basically play point guard, spread the ball all over the yard, mix in the run game and the play action, play to his strengths, and have success year one, one as much as he can as a rookie. Oh, yeah. It's very clear that bringing in Bryce Young, the Panthers are not expecting him to go out there and to carry the team, which would be ridiculous when we put him in a bad position. But when you bring in all those new wide receivers, you're bringing a pass catching tight end, Hayden Hurst. You should still have a good running game this year, I believe, here in Carolina with Miles Sanders back there and the offensive line returning, albeit Austin Corbett out right now and Cade Mays filling in there at right guard. Bryce Young is just a piece of the puzzle. And the Panthers, I think, have done a good job throughout the offseason of getting him prepared for this moment where he could take over and be QB1 right out of camp. And also, when you look at the interceptions, I pointed this out on yesterday's show and talking to people. It has not really been a thing in his career. At Alabama, he had 79 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. He had five interceptions last year. You look at the quarterback that was here prior, the, who got, the guy who started the last two seasons primarily, Sam Darnold. 
threw 22 picks in college, including 13 in his last year. And in the four seasons, his first four seasons in the NFL, he went 15, 13, 11, and 13 interceptions. And in last year, only starting in six games, only through three picks, which came at the worst possible time later on in the season in week 17 and in week 18, which was a meaningless game. So it hasn't been a thing until it's actually a thing on the field. I'm not overly concerned. And I feel like the Panthers process has been good. Now let's talk about those receivers. You talk about DJ Chark and Bryce Young have had a good connection. Has anyone else stood out so far as far as their connection with Bryce and what does the group look like overall? Because I know that's a question mark coming into the season after losing DJ Moore and having a fairly underwhelming group the last two years. I'll actually go receiver adjacent, Julian, and talk about the tight ends because we have ah. seen we have seen them. They do exist. That is a word that is now in the Panthers coaching staff's vocabulary very much. So with Frank Reich, who you know makes no bones about the fact that he values the position, values what it can bring to a quarterback, values what it can bring to a young quarterback. So we have seen Bryce Young find Hayden Hurst and Ian Thomas plenty. Tommy Tremble's kind of a different beast. I think he's certainly going to be used in the red zone and in all sorts of ways as they maybe try to unlock him. But I would point to those two guys so far who Bryce Young has developed a connection with. We've seen you know, him go. Th- and, and that's the other thing with Bryce Young that we can see right now is his ability to read the field, calmly go through his progressions, and find the right receiver or tight end and put it in the exact right spot. Seen him do it, you know, a handful of times already in camp, despite just a few, you know, team or seven on seven sessions. And I think Ian Thomas and Hayden Hurst have really had strong camp so far. Ian, Ian Thomas, I believe, had a drop, um, but he's also had some nice plays too. That's promising uh, for a position that really hasn't existed for the Carolina Panthers since Greg Olson was released. Yeah, I think the Hurst signing is a good one for the team. And I expect that he, if he stays healthy and last year, he talked about, he battled through um, that sports hernia, which he had surgery right after yeah. the AFC championship game loss when he was out in Cincinnati, if he's healthy, then they're good at the position. I just wondered what a guy like Ian Thomas, who <clears throat> looked good his first two years, like showed some promise and just disappeared yeah. the last three seasons. And, you mentioned and everyone's aware of it and you just watch the games that they clearly did not value the tight end position as far as in the past game. That's not going to be the case here this upcoming season. Good opportunity for Tommy Trimble who had a good article a couple weeks ago, an interview with Mike Kay. And he talked about how, Hey, we're actually being taught how to run routes now. Like we're a part of the game plan. So it's wild how you can utilize a tight end in the game of football in your offense. Like, Holy crap. Wait, way to go. Frank Reich and the staff for doing that. Another question going into camp is at corner. And I think it's positive. You got J.C. Horn, who's out there healthy. Dante Jackson, neither one of those guys had to be on pop. Dante even said the other day that he felt like he had a breakthrough, being able to trust that Achilles and the mental part of the game that it goes with having to recover from such a serious <clears throat> injury. It's positive to hear that those guys are playing well. It's also good to hear that C.J. Henderson, who right now is a little banged up, and Keith Taylor have really stood out. Should I get my hopes up, or are we looking at some fool's gold based off what we've seen the last two seasons? Yeah, I think that's an incomplete for me right now. Um, no, literally no pun intended there. But it is good that, for, you know, because we going in, I, I kept being asked, like, should they sign edge? Should they sign corner depth? And I'm like, well, both if possible. But I would choose corner depth because of the way it affected, how, how deeply it affected this team at the end of last season. I mean, it re- really was the division, uh, the difference between that last game and, and the division almost. So that's how I viewed it. Um, but I think it's a good thing that the backup corners have kind of overshadowed the starting guys so far. That means a like JC Horn and Dante Jackson pretty much look like they should, uh, even coming off of injuries, they look like they've got 
their speed, their confidence, their bodies are right. So everything looks good. I've seen, you know, JC Horn made a really nice pass breakup in the end zone of one of those seven on seven red zone drills uh, off of Bryce Young on Tuesday. Um, Dante Jackson looks like he's, you know, mentally in a good place, which he said was the biggest hurdle for him coming off of that Achilles, uh, which happened last November now. So he's had some pretty ample time to, you know, get back to full strength and full speed. But yeah, it's been really good to see Keith Taylor and CJ Henderson flying around and making plays. And just to single out Keith Taylor, he had the pick off of Bryce Young on Tuesday, made a great play to undercut Ian Thomas, um, you know, crossing the field. And when he does stuff like that, you're just like, this, this is what it should look like. This is who it should look like in this defense. And this is what it should look like. So I think he's, you know, I, I don't think the book is written on him yet. I guess it's not written on CJ Henderson, although there's a lot of evidence to say that it is, but he had a, had a strong first week and we'll see what happens when he comes back from the groin injury. But Keith Taylor, I, I think is still somebody that, you know, Ijero Ivero and this coaching staff should be pretty excited about the potential for what he could become. If he can kind of get over some of these hurdles that have been holding him back. And I'll say this, uh, when you think about depth, they do have two guys who have played plenty of snaps because of injuries the last two seasons there at corner and CJ Henderson and Keith Taylor. And you would think that in a new secondary friendly scheme and new coaching staff there at corner, D'Angelo Hall, who was a pretty good player in his own right when he played in the NFL mm-hmm. and then Jonathan Cooley, that they can only get better experience in going through a new scheme that should help them. So it's good to hear those early signs so far to have that depth. And I think there was also a question at depth there at inside linebacker heading into the camp. Not quite sure what you have behind Shaq Thompson and Frankie Louvu. Now with the addition of Deion Jones on Monday, who has had some tremendous seasons in Atlanta, played five games, started five games last year in Cleveland and Camus Gruyere Hill, who started last year in Houston was brought in to be a special teams guy. But so far, like Frankie Louvu came in a couple of years ago as a special teams guy is looking like somebody who can contribute on defense in at inside linebacker, maybe not as a starter, but as a contributor. And Shaq Thompson's gone out there and said it himself. Has that position group become one of the stronger ones on the team just after the last week of training camp? Well, first of all, congratulations. Nailed Gruyere Hill. Absolutely. Yes. Perfection. Um, as I YouTubed it a million times when they signed to make sure I get it right on TV. Um, secondly, yeah, I mean, kind of like tight end inside linebacker has been a position where it's just like, what is going on here with this team after Luke Keekley and his son retirement, he was terrible and and Jermaine. Yeah. Much promises he had has just never panned out. Um, so I think it's kind of been solidified by Shaq Thompson, who's obviously a solid veteran player, somebody they thought valuable to keep around. And he obviously wanted to stay in Carolina and see it through to the next kind of window of opportunity to contend for a championship. So uh, signing Deion Jones just kind of further solidifies that little bedrock of a position. He's a really good player, has been in the past. I don't expect him to come in here and be an all pro, be a pro bowler, be an every down guy, but he's certainly good to have in the mix. And then with that 3-4 under Ivero, you know, maybe it allows you a little more fl- flexibility, a little more versatility to position guys like Frankie Louvu and, and even Jeremy Chin. I know he's listed as a safety uh, yeah. and put them in spots where they can succeed and, and disguise things more. Uh, this staff is all about versatility and that, that is, and multiplicity. And that isn't just on offense. That's on defense too. So uh, I think it's a good signing, uh, very good value pickup for a guy that we know is a, is a very good player when healthy. 
I think it's a good point because that's something I thought of too. When you look at the question still there at outside linebacker opposite of Brian Burns and who's going to rush the passer aside from Burns this season, yeah. Frankie Lugo had seven sacks last year and the addition of Jones and the way that Greer Hills performed so far and really the endorsement by Shaq Thompson, you could use those three guys primarily yep. at inside linebacker. And like you said, kick out Frankie Louvu to rest the passer, at least in those situations. Now looking at that position group where there's still questions are, and I think if we're looking at it, that would be the position group you would like the Panthers to go out there and potentially add to. And they cut Aaron Mosby, who wasn't going to make the roster anyways, but he was yeah. listed as an outside linebacker. Who has kind of stood out there? Because I know Marquise Haynes, he's dealing with a back issue. I haven't really heard anything um, when following the whole play-by-play on Twitter from Itor Grosmatos, yeah. Amari Barno, or the third-round rookie, DJ Johnson. I have heard Kobe Jones out of Mississippi yeah. State's look pretty good, but it seems like it's been fairly over underwhelming. And I know they've only had one full day of, of practice with pads on. And then on Tuesday, they were just they didn't, they were kind of you know more lighter period there. Is anybody stood out? Because it doesn't feel like that's been the case. Yeah, I'll be honest. I can't say that anybody has. I mean, Colby Jones, maybe compared to, you know, what you went into camp with the expectations being like, who is this guy? Okay, he's he's he belongs here for sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, no, nobody's nobody has stood out uh, opposite Brian Burns. And, and it's hard for even Brian Burns to stand out right now. I think, you know, you have the one padded practice where they're actually allowed to, you know, kind of clamp down on the quarterback. Not much more than that. I'm excited to see what they do when the Jets are in Spartanburg, because that's yeah. when you get like the line against line, one-on-one end against tackle drills. And you can really get a sense of like, who's got it and who doesn't. So I think that'll give us a good indication. I think right now, Brian Burns stands out because he just physically stands out and every drill he does and rep he does stands out. Um, but it's hard to get a gauge on like who is actually putting actual pressure on the quarterback on a routine basis when really haven't seen a lot of those situations be able to be played out yet. Yeah. And, you know, think about next week with the jets. I think it's the other side of the ball that I'm actually looking at yeah. with the Panthers offensive line. And the guy like Cade Mays, who he wants to hold down that spot. The jets yeah. probably have the deepest defensive line talent in the NFL. Like they got Quinn and Williams is great. Look at who, look at who coaches it too. I mean, it, it's, it's a test for sure. Yeah, and that, they're going to learn a lot about what they have on the offensive line, especially like when a guy like Chandler Zavala, I heard Frank Reich, I think he was asked by Deshaun Brown uh, the other day about yeah. him and when he would be back and he was saying could be towards the end of this week or probably next week early on as he started off on Pup. Probably makes sense to try and get him out there next week. Don't think he would be that big of a participant against the Jets. But that's going to be an opportunity for the Panthers to really see what they have on that offensive line and really offensively against a defense that was – tremendous in spite of having to play against a with a horrible offense with Zach Wilson as their quarterback um gosh thinking about it what else is there even to say about the training camp right now I think we've hit on some of the points any other things that are outstanding that have kind of made you go hmm over the last couple days I guess really the first week down there in Spartanburg yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I think what stands out is just how it feels down there under a new coaching staff. Um, and listen, it's a honeymoon period still, right? I mean, people are excited about Frank yeah. Wright. People are excited about the coaching staff that he's brought in. Um, but, you know, I think it's player friendly and, you know, that 
people can take that a lot of different ways. Like, I don't think it means like people are slacking off by any means. I think the practices are efficient. What they do inside is efficient. And Frank Reich, a former pro football player himself, knows that these guys are professional and can handle their business and can take, you know, what they're learning in the classroom, apply it to the practice field and then do you know, the reverse to see what happened on the practice field in certain situations and take it back to to try to improve each and every day. So I think you just get a sense yeah. that there's, there's efficiency, there's, uh, you know, it, it's almost like what Brian Burns said about Bryce Young, like they know he knows he's the bleep, uh, but uh, he's humble about it. I, I think that's kind of the, the coaching staff's approach. Like these guys have done it before. They know what they're doing uh, to a certain extent. And I'm not, you know, correlating that to like what kind of season it's going to be but this is a professional football camp run by professional football people and you get a sense of that right away in Spartanburg well thank you uh, for censoring yourself for our young listeners out there <laughs> wouldn't want to uh to pollute their virgin ears I guess the one thing I do have and this will be the last thing for you going back to wide receivers you talk about the connection that's been there with DJ Chark yeah. and Bryce and with the tight ends Hayden Hurst so far I guess there's a competition out there at outside wide receiver because it looks like Chark's going to have that spot. They signed him yeah. to play one of the outside spots. But Terrace Marshall, Jonathan Mingo, the second round pick out of Ole Miss. What have you seen there? Does it seem like Marshall's holding on to that spot or has Mingo kind of showed some signs early on? What's What does it look like out there in that competition between those two? Yeah, I think Marshall has had a good camp. Uh, you know, he, he's gotten some looks from Bryce Young. He's made some some nice pass, uh, some nice receptions, caught balls down the field as well. I haven't seen anything from Mingo yet that would tell me like, okay, he's going to push to, you know, crack, you know, one or two uh, at all. But I didn't expect to. And and I don't, I'm not worried about him yet. I mean, he had a drop yeah. the other day. It's a rookie. Like it happens. Um, you know, I think that, you know, that he's been overshadowed a little bit by this DJ Chark kind of fascination, Bryce to Chark fascination, which is warranted because they've done it so many times now. Um, yeah. But I, by no means am I worried about Jonathan Mingo at this point. I think he can still be pretty solid. He looks good. He's he's moves well. He, he runs routes well. Um, it's glaring that he dropped a ball, but, you know, it's only one that I can think of. It's not like there's this collection of drops that, you know, we've seen other guys have in camp. Um, so... He hasn't pushed him, I don't think, off his off his block. I think Terrace Marshall is – I expect him to continue uh, the momentum that he built at the end of last season when he actually got to play. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to come in this year and and they're going to find ways to get him the ball and he's going to catch it and run with it, literally. Right. So um, I, I think Mingo – I think Mingo will be, you know, I think I think he is going to basically live up to the expectation like, okay, for a rookie – like, okay, contribute when you can, but we're not going to need you to carry the receiving group at all. No. And, and I, I kind of looked at this going into camp anyways. Like, let's be honest. They brought in Thielen and they brought in Chark to be the top two wide receivers. They also brought yeah. in Hayden Hurst and a very tight end friendly offense. Those are going to be the three guys that are going to get the primary load of the targets. Yeah. And then anything outside of that, if you can get something from Marshall, from Mingo, from Chenault, who's been lined up all over the place, yeah. that's great. But those are your three guys that you're really leaning on going through the season. Hopefully, throughout the season, if they can stay healthy. He's Nick Carboni, the sports director at WCNC. Follow him on Twitter at Nick Carboni, WCNC. And check out the news, guys. Go watch that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's on at 5 and 11. Um, 5, five 6, five. 11. Okay. If you want to if you want to click it off when it's not sports, that's fine. Don't tell anybody I said that. But, you know, 
Yeah, Watch stay, this. Stay, yeah, he leads you into uh, Lester Holt, the NBC That's right. News. That's right. That's so, right. And then Fallon at eleven. So we're oh, just we're just a vehicle to get you to those two brilliant minds. No, but check it out. They work hard. They're good people. And Nick's a good guy too. All right, Nick. Appreciate you. Enjoy uh, Spartanburg and enjoy your time in Charlotte in the AC. And then I will talk to you. I guess when I talk to you. But uh, we'll take a quick pause here talk on Lockdown Panthers <laughs> and uh, come back and wrap up the show. Underdog is the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. August is here and you know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trade. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with the Underdog's Best Bell Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit double up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again to Nick Carboni, sports director over at WCNC, for joining the show here on Locked On Panthers. And that's my hope the rest of training camp and really the rest of the season to at least have someone um, who gets to attend practice far more than I do, someone to uh, come on and give another perspective on the team. So going to continue to do that throughout the preseason, uh, throughout training camp, and throughout the season upcoming here in Carolina. So excited about that and appreciate Nick's time. Go follow him on Twitter at Nick Carboni WCNC. Check out the newscast. Guys, watch the news. Hey, there's a lot of good stuff up there, and he does a good job. And Ashley uh, Sterling does a great job as well uh, covering the Carolina Panthers, the Hornets, and you know all those teams that we have here in Charlotte. So go, uh, go check them out. Uh, support the people who support us. Uh, but either way, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays, like tomorrow, I'll be back to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So either at me or DM me to get those questions in to me. Now, but in the meantime, be safe. Be happy, be whole, and as always, keep pounding. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.